everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Emily. And I'm Paige. And we are two citizens of Boise, Idaho, wondering why we just got dragged through the mud for no reason. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. What's good, homie? Oh, you know, um, honestly, like nothing too, nothing too crazy in my life. My literal last semester of school was this or is this summer. August 9th is my last day. I have two assignments to submit um, that I'll probably do maybe tomorrow, maybe on Thursday. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's kind of surreal that like thinking about what my life was like when I was thinking about starting the program and now that I'm ending and it's just like kind of crazy. It is crazy. It feels like it's been like a whole lifetime ago that you started. I don't know. Yeah, when I was when I was thinking about doing this, we had the absolute worst GM at Chipotle. I'm not going to get into it. It was a lot of drama, a lot of tea. Um, but it was like every day was excruciating. It was just the absolute worst. And when I kind of like had done research on the industry and just, you know, what I could do with this profession, and I started to get really excited about the prospects of me doing this and feeling super accomplished and fulfilled in my life. I was literally one day standing in the back of house, staring at a wall of dry goods, putting forks into a cup and thinking, God, you know, a job is bad when you are daydreaming about working with corpses. That's how bad, you know, this job is. (laughs) Uh, I want that on a t-shirt. I think it would be too long, but I still want it on a t-shirt. I've seen a lot of like bumper stickers and mugs and t-shirts and stuff that have the the snakes that usually wrap around like the pole or whatever to symbolize like medicine or health or something. But it's they're wrapped around a, a coffin and it says last responder instead of first responder. And I'm like, I kind of love that. Oh, I'm going to get you something with that for your birthday. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> my birthday or the day after Bella and Edward's anniversary black and also her birthday right oh no her birthday's in September I think hers is is it September 13th or 14th yeah I think she said it was exactly a month after the wedding so it must be the 13th that makes sense we'll get into the wedding deets but let's hit a recommendations corner first do you want me to go sure Okay, I'm going to recommend, with a caveat, the Calm app. Have you ever used this, page? It sounds familiar to me. Is it advertised on podcasts sometimes? Yes. I feel like I've heard of it. It's basically like a meditation app. They got, they got something for everybody. They have Harry Styles reading sleep stories on there, along with a lot of other celebrities. They have, like, remixes of popular songs that the artists have gone back and, like, recorded to be sleepy or whatever, and I can never get into meditation, but there's a lot of that stuff, too. I just can't speak to it because I it's not my cup of tea. Here's the caveat. I think it's like $12 a month or something, which I think is a bit exorbitant for an app. However, I urge you to look into it because I got a free year subscription through my health insurance at work. So I feel like they do that. Maybe look into it. And 
I'm not saying you should record your favorite ones and save them for later when you don't have the subscription, but I'm not not saying that either. Calm, don't sponsor me. <laughs> this is an unpaid, it's not even an ad, it's just a recommendations corner. Yep. What's yours? So I was really trying to rack my brain because life has just been so exhausting being, period, that finding something to recommend, I'm like, I need a recommend. I need some recommendations because I'm exhausted. Um, so my recommendation for this corner is getting a tattoo to cure your depression momentarily. Um, I do got to say, with also with the slash getting a tattoo in a visible location because I have a lot of tattoos but they not that they're not visible but they I have a bunch on my lower legs like my ankles and I have a couple on my biceps that if I'm wearing a t-shirt you can't see the one on the outside of the bicep and then I have one on the inside that when my arms are just down to my side you can't see it so a lot of my tattoos are just not visible Howsoever, I got a new tattoo last week, and it's on my lower bicep, like, on the outside, like right above my elbow, and it's very visible, even when I'm wearing t-shirts. And the amount of attention and compliments I've been getting for it has been astounding. It has really been skyrocketing my pleasure centers of my brain, my Leo brain that need attention and validation from others. Um, so yeah, if you need a little boost, a little pick-me-up, get a little tattoo if that's your thing. It it does make me feel like better about myself and cooler. And also people are validating me. So I'm recommending that. I love that. Are you comfortable with telling us what this most recent tattoo is slash like why you wanted to get it? So the newest tattoo is a, I think the official name for it is, it's like maybe Hawkhead Moth perhaps, but it's essentially the death mask moth from Silence of the Lambs. It's the moth with this kind of looking skull on its body. And Silence of the Lambs is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. It's just an excellent, excellent film. The book is really good. And it was one of the very first horror movies I ever watched and really got me into the genre. And my right arm is kind of dedicated to spookiness and it's just it's a very popular tattoo design it fits really well as a black and white design um and I just I want to look cool so you know mission accomplished I really like it I meant to tell you that thank you I appreciate that art hands and the best part is that I Go or for this particular tattoo, I went to the studio that my old roommate Millie worked at, and everyone is so nice to me there because everyone knows me there. Yeah, love that. Um, speaking of really good books, not I'm just kidding. <laughs> this past week we read chapters three. Well, these past two weeks we were out last week. Um, these past two weeks we read chapters three and four of Breaking Dawn, Big Day, and Gesture. Paige, let's hear overall thoughts on what we read. So, I, you know, I was kind of expecting the wedding chapter to be a little, a little bit more. I don't know. I felt like the wedding was just very muted. And thinking about Bella and what 
this is coming from her perspective and she's it's a first person story she would be the person to kind of lessen everything or you know not describe it as being so like over the top because she really wasn't that excited until she saw Edward it down the aisle and then everything just fell into place for her. I just was, it to me, it just seemed like a little short and just like not a lot of like, not as much description as I was kind of hoping for. It was good, but I just was a little surprised that it was, it wasn't as loud as I thought it was going to be. Gesture. I feel like I was kind of right in my prediction for gesture. Um, I made me feel kind of gross inside. Didn't didn't care for some of it. You know, cool to see Jacob come back for a little bit. Um, I'm a little sad that Bella had to go through that on her wedding day. That was kind of uncalled for. And to lose your cool that your friend is now married to someone else and said that she wants to have sex with her husband to freak out over that super immature super not cool hated that um and my final conclusion is i swear to god stephanie myers if this is the last time we see charlie and that's how you left it i'm not reading anymore like like for Bella to say, I'm never seeing my mom and dad again, and it was like less than a page long. What the fuck? What the fuck? We better see them again. I swear to God, that was not nice. That was not nice to me as a reader. That scene with Charlie, that I that was uncalled for. I did not need to read him asking, begging her to call him. I don't need that. My heartstrings are being torn asunder. I don't know what to say. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> also, how? Why was Angela not a bridesmaid? Her dad was in the wedding, but she wasn't. What the fuck? Literally a slap in the face. I'm. I literally cannot believe that she invited her to the wedding and did not make her a bridesmaid. I'm very upset about that. Me too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Tell me we're going to see Charlie again, please. I'm not commenting. This is a spoiler-free zone. I just went to a wedding over this past weekend. Um, and I just think that this is kind of how weddings are. Like, I feel like you build them up in your mind, and then they're just kind of, they just sort of are, you know? I suppose. I just, you know... Imagine building up a wedding over the course of what I'm assuming was probably three to four years. And it's like 10 pages long. That's it. Hold up. What do you talk about three to four years, like in real life? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that's the length of time that all these books came out. Okay. I thought you meant like plot wise. And I was like, oh no, sis. No, I mean, like, if you started reading Twilight when it came out, and you've been waiting for this until Breaking Dawn comes out, and then it's, like, it's kind of short, and it's just, like, 
I don't know. I just, I just thought it would be a little more. And I feel like there's just been a lot of buildup to it. You know, I just thought, I thought there'd be, I thought I'd get a little bit more. I don't appreciate Edward's teeth on the garter. Didn't want to read that. Didn't need to read that. I feel like it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Why is that even like a thing at weddings in general? It's so uncomfy. It's so uncomfy. Howsoever, I did enjoy the very quick and short part where Alice just goes into her dress and puts the garter on for her, and then she's in and out super quick. I bet there was some fanfic written about that. I bet there was. You're so right. I had never even thought of that. All right, let's jump in. Um, so yeah, the first chapter is literally just the wedding, and... Yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from, Paige. It is like she does breeze over a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm validating that in my head by saying it's Bella Swan. Of course, she's not going to put a lot of emphasis on herself or this big day. She's been kind of blocking this out of her mind kind of until the day of. She's been dreading it. So why would she put a bunch of description and flowery language with something that she didn't really believe that to be. And I mean, maybe after the fact, she changed her mind, but it didn't really get like vibrant in description until after Edward comes into focus. Like, I feel like the everything leading up to that was very quick and to the point. And then everything after that was a little more colorful and a little more exciting. I agree with that. And I almost feel like it's relatable in the sense that like when I have severe anxiety, I have like tunnel vision and I'm like, I'm not looking at nothing but what's right in front of me. So that's probably like, I don't know whether it was intentional or not. I feel like Stephanie did a good job of that. Paige just nodded. I think she forgot that we're on an audio only medium. There were burps in my mouth. <laughs> I was holding a belch in. <laughs> So Alice shows up early to pick up Bella to just spend the whole day on her. And Bella acts like this is such a horrible fate. I would fucking live for this. I love getting my hair done. I love getting my makeup done. It sounds incredible. Imagine getting your hair and makeup done by the two most beautiful women you've ever seen in your entire life. I, would, I, I don't trust anyone more than those two people. Yes, and they have, like, superhuman ability with their hands or whatever. Oh, yeah. And you know that Rosalie has all the, like, ancient braiding techniques in her brain. Like, that's all women did before the 1950s was braid hair because no one let them vote or own land. So all they could do was braid hair. So you know that her braids were amazing. <laughs> that's so accurate. I also feel like if you have eternity to do absolutely whatever you want, you watch a lot of YouTube. Like, you might as well, right? You are 100% right. Why are they not channeling all this time into learning all these crazy new things that they could be doing or helping with? Which will lead me to an, a point that I want to make at the end of the next chapter. Something that kind of, like, stumbled into my brain that I want to know why no one's talked about this but we'll get there. Okay, we'll depend on it. I do think that in some ways they have spent their time like learning because all of them have like multiple degrees. 
Rosalie's like a multiple, I think, doctorate, or like she like knows all about mechanics. So in that sense, I feel like they do do that. But I, I'm talking specifically YouTube. The Gen Zers have a lot to teach us. That's fair. That's fair. There's, I mean, there's a lot of crazy things to learn on freaking YouTube. Have you heard of the grapefruit technique? Is this about oral sex? Don't look it up. Okay, I'm not gonna. Listeners, don't look it up. Then why'd you even mention it? Because it's the it's the first video that came to mind about teaching someone how to do something. I was thinking about braid tutorials. You were thinking about that. The mind wanders. <laughs> Not all who wander are lost. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I wanted to point out, okay, well, in general, I already said that I would love for Alice and Rosalie to do my hair and makeup. I would love for Alice to be my wedding planner in general because she's so fucking excited about it and she just takes care of everything on her own. Like, that'd be fine with me. Yeah, I mean, the way that it's described, the colors, the beautiful arrangements, everything, I mean, I feel like anyone would be super happy with the outcome. Bella, who is for this kind of a thing, this is not her thing at all. She was super happy with the outcome. So imagine someone who is excited and is like, Alice, go crazy. And then Alice just gets to like really do her thing. I would love it 100%. Like take all the worry and stress off my hands. Use your unlimited funds to make me a beautiful wedding. Thank you, Alice. Yeah, truly. It's, it's like, if you're going to get dirty money, you might as well spend it on me. Amen to that. So Bella sees the decorations and they're similar to the graduation ones, which made me laugh. Um, let's see. As Paige already mentioned, Rosalie comes in at one point and helps Alice with Bella's hair, which Bella is very touched by. And then they get her into her wedding dress. And then her parents show up. I love that Phil, her literal stepfather, does not make an appearance at all in this. I'm like, goddamn. I know that they got together when Bella was already, like, basically an adult, but I'm still like, you couldn't have come upstairs? <laughs> Phil, okay, here's, here's a fun little canon idea I'm coming up with. Phil knows something fishy is a-brewing here at this Cullen household. Afoot. Thank you. I, you could see that I was struggling to find that word. Um, he knows that something fishy is afoot. In his mind, she's, he's like, are there vampires living here? But no one ever pays any attention to him because he's just a minor league baseball player and doesn't have any brains. I, I like to imagine he's like himbo dumb brain. Yeah, I agree with that. That's funny, though. Mm-hmm. He, like, exposes them all. Or, like, he meets up with Emmett, who's also himbo, and he's like, hey, Emmett, aren't these vampires? And then Emmett's like, oh, yeah, dude, totally, what a good joke. <laughs> and then they joke about it, but then Emmett's like, is Phil a genius? Is, does, is Phil is someone that we should be worried about? Should we tell the Volturi about Phil? But really, he's just a goober. That's so funny. I love that. I'm considering it canon from here on out. Um, let's see. Renee and Charlie got Bella 
these like cool hair combs, which I thought was like a nice little gift. Also on page 46, I have a question. You already referenced Alice's garter that she lends to Bella. She says in front of the whole room, that's mine and I want it back. So are we assuming now that the whole town or at least at minimum, Charlie and Renee know that Alice is already married? I didn't really think about this, but I like to think that maybe, maybe her story is she just has it for her wedding whenever it does happen. I mean, there's never been any mention of her and Jasper portraying themselves to be married or are married in real life. I feel like that hasn't been clarified one way or the other. Um, so in my head, I'm thinking like maybe she just has one like maybe it's a family heirloom and Alice's family quote unquote and she just has it for when her wedding happens okay I could see that because I was like oh we're just throwing that in there and then not ever saying a word about it again okay cool <laughs> I I just want to point out before I before we move along this was just it's one of those things where when this was written in 2009 the sentence would have 100% not been like meme worthy or funny in any way, but reading it in our Lord's year 2022, I feel like it's just hilarious to read. So I'm going to read it out loud. It's on page 45. Well, Charlie, don't you look dashing? Renee said in a tone that was almost shocked. That might have explained the crustiness in Charlie's answer. I don't know why, but just the use of the word crustiness is just very Gen Z to me. I don't know. It just, it sounds hilarious. It's crustiness. I love that. One of my favorite slogans is crusty and dusty. So I feel like it's, I can relate. It's very, I like Twitter vibes for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, totally. Thank you for pointing that out. Okay, so everybody gets ready. Then the music starts. Alice is the only bridesmaid because this is bullshit. Bella's really nervous that she'll fall. Um, also, let us see. Oh, on page 47, Bella says that Rosalie, who's playing the piano, starts playing Paca Bell's Canon. And I have to ask, I think you know what I'm going to ask. She's nodding. Do you remember Taco Bell Canon? Guacamole, guacamole, guacita, guacita. We can't sing it. It's gonna fuck our audio up completely. But yes, I want. I I think about it actually all the time. Literally, same. I'm so glad that that makes me feel so much less weird because occasionally I'll just be like vibing, making dinner or whatever, and my head will be like. Taco salad, taco salad, taco salad. Some cheese and sour cream. Lettuce, onions, don't forget the refried beans. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm sorry. Throughout elementary school, through eighth grade, Paige and I had to go to music class. What was it, twice a week, I think? Yeah, I think Tuesday, Thursday. <sighs> It was fucking terrible. It was. I felt. I always felt bad for the teachers because no one wanted to be there. Anyways, I think that this was one of their their tricks up their sleeve. We did this like every year. We would sing a harmonied version of Pachelbel's Canon with 
the lyrics that we have already stated. It was the it was the best. It was on par with the day that we played um, the frogs that are like. You remember those? I don't remember those. They were made of wood and they had a little stick and their backs have bumps on them. And when you rub the stick on the bumps, it makes this like sound that sounds like a ribbit. That's vaguely familiar. I thought you were going to say it was comparable to the day that we played with the parachute in PE. Also, yes. Or capture the chicken. Our class was super into that. So as Paige referenced earlier, Bella really starts giving a shit about this whole affair when she sees Edward. I feel like I should just read a little section from that to portray how she was feeling. I'm on page 48. I was barely conscious that Carlisle stood by his side and Angela's father behind them both. I didn't see my mother where she must have been sitting in the front row or my new family or any of the guests. They would have to wait till later. All I really saw was Edward's face. It filled my vision and overwhelmed my mind. His eyes were a buttery, burning gold, his perfect face almost severe with the depth of his emotion. And then, as he met my odd gaze, he broke into a breathtaking smile of exultation. Suddenly, it was only the pressure of Charlie's hand on mine that kept me from sprinting headlong down the aisle. So now Bella gives a shit. I, I mean, relatable. I also would like to say that whenever I see Jacob in a suit, I'm like, yes, I agree with this. I definitely get it. I mean, this is the female gaze, 100%. I mean, a dashing individual in a suit. I mean, come on. I will say I'm very happy with this inclusion because up to this point, I was feeling very sad and bummed out for Bella. I mean, I've already expressed how I felt about the short, the briefness of everything. And to me, it was just like, someone shouldn't feel this way on their wedding. Like, to me, it feels like she doesn't want to do this. She feels maybe like she's being, her hand might be twisted into doing this so that she gets what she wants. And I just was feeling like kind of bad for her. So I was really glad that this was included because it really does show, yes, all of her worries washed away. This is what she wanted. So I'm very happy with this inclusion. Yeah, me too. Totally. It definitely changes the vibe. Like 100%. Totally. Um, before we get too much farther, um, I wanted to ask, in your book, on the very, very first page where it says Breaking Dawn, Stephanie Meyer, is there a photo of like a kind of a transparent staircase? Yes. I mean, maybe you won't answer this, but am I to believe that the reason that this staircase is included is simply from the wedding? Maybe. It just seems like it's gonna be important and we've just now seen the staircase. So I'm like, is this it? Or is there gonna be more? I wanna know. Maybe. Only time will tell, I guess. Truly. Because <laughs> I ain't going to tell. <laughs> okay, here's a question for you. Do you think it's weird that they got married in literally the living room? In For anyone else, yes. However, I think that this was a way that Alice could sort of make things a little more 
tailored to what Bella would like. Because I think if they had gone to this big, lavish venue, Bella maybe wouldn't have been as comfortable. She wouldn't have liked it as much. To be in a location that she feels completely comfortable in, that will kind of probably be her house in her family, you know? Um, I think it was very fitting. And, like, obviously everyone at this wedding who are guests does not know the backstory. But, like, having it be so inclusive with this with with this family and in a way symbolizes like you are becoming this this all that we're about you are coming into this so it made sense for this specific scenario do i would i think this would be weird if it was anyone else probably so yes also their house is very lavish and expensive so it's probably beautiful um but in general, yeah, probably would be weird in any other circumstance. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I remember that I remember Stephanie describing the house as like the whole back wall is windows. So I'm like, okay, I could kind of see it, but still, I if I was like Emmett or Rosalie, I'd be like, I watch TV in here. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, like, it's still like a home. You know, it's it's not a wedding venue. To each their own, I suppose. So Edward and Bella do their vows and then they literally make out in front of everyone. I'm like, it's on brand, but I'm like, come on. No one wants to see that. This is, I have said this many times, but this is the definition of disgusting. It's disgusting. It's so bad. Yeah, like, there's a lot of tweets that I've seen that are like, I don't want to get married just because I don't want to kiss in front of my relatives. And this is, like, the opposite of that. And it's cringe. Have you... It makes me think of this... It was, like, a TLC special from, like, 2011. And it was all about people who had saved themselves for marriage. And this one particular couple hadn't even kissed. They were waiting to have their first kiss on their wedding day. And they, like, straight up, like, tongue make out for their first kiss. And it's in it's very hard to watch. It is capital C cringe. Um, have you ever seen it? I have not. I will be looking it up on YouTube later. I'm apologizing in advance. Like I said, it is hard to watch. I just did the clown reaction face on Skype. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that's the end of the chapter. I mean, the wedding ends and everyone cheers and they're all hugging. That's the end of that chapter. Did I miss anything in there? No, but I will get farther into it in the next chapter. But I am just so charmed at Seth Clearwater. He really is an upstanding citizen. I love him. Yeah, he's like wholesome and unproblematic. He's like the only one, I feel like. Yeah, I, I mean, the next chapter even more exemplifies that for me. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, the next chapter is basically just the reception of the wedding. It sounds lit how it, like, they just go outside and it's the perfect time of night and there's flowers and there's... I just, I'm a fucking sucker for twinkle lights, so I would love this. And you know, you know the food was phenomenal you know this food was delicious because they can afford it 
Totally. It's funny that you say that because my next note was going to be like, what is your dream wedding food in brief, like the main, the main highlights. So I love the idea of going to a fancy restaurant and having like, Emily and I were talking about this before we started recording, but I love a filet mignon. I love a good scallop, a good lobster tail, something classy like that. However, I'm also a bitch and I love a buffet. So I can't decide what I would want more. I feel like knowing my friends and my family and me, I might go buffet. The food options I really love barbecue kind of food. That could be good. Um, or even like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm now I'm racking my brain. Like a breakfast bar. Oh my gosh. Oh, an omelet station or a crepe station. That would be so good. I'm, my mouth is watering. Oh, taco bar. That would be good too. I, there's a lot of options. What about you? <laughs> that all sounds amazing. Here, before I say mine, I will put out a piece of advice to you. If you're going to do a buffet, have the DJ make an announcement, put it in the little menu that you put on the tables, whatever, but make people comfortable with going up more than once because what is the point of a buffet if you can't go up more than once? This literally happened to me two days ago at the wedding I went to. I just didn't get enough on my first plate like a damn clown. And then I was like, I want more. And so I was like scared to be the only one because it was literally at the front of the room where everyone could see. But then someone else went up, and so I literally sprinted up there, and I was like, thank God you came up here because I wanted seconds, too. I mean, that's the whole point of a buffet, is you eat as much as you like. And I feel like there's some judgment from people, but it's like, um, do you know what the definition of buffet is? It's not having one dish and you're still hungry, but you're shaming people into not eating as much as they want. No, buffet is about self-pleasure. Yes, exactly. And in that vein, I go back and forth on the main course. I also think a breakfast, sort of like a waffle pancake bar would be great. However, I am dead set on these two things. Number one, appetizer slash cocktail hour, ranch fountain, chicken wings, and vegetables. Excellent. 10 out of 10. I would be covered in buffalo sauce you know my mouth would be just stained red there would be like smears on my boobs like it would be the best totally I'm gonna need a bib like I'm not I'm not messing around the second thing that I would need for sure I don't really like cake like at all actually or cupcakes and I love the idea of like a cookie cake with ice cream for the bride and groom, and then everyone else can just have cookies of ver different varieties. I went to a wedding that that's what they did. They didn't have a cake, they just had cookies from, there's a local cookie place here in the town that I live in, and they got cookies from there because that was a place that they used to frequent when they were dating. God, that sounds fucking incredible. I have a, a buffet story to share from literally yesterday, if you'd like to hear it. You know I do. I, I think I may have already told you about it, but the listeners don't know. So I'm going to I'm going to spill some secrets. It's not a secret. Um, one of the best parts about working funerals is you are allowed to eat the food. 
In fact, sometimes you get first dibs because they set the food out while the funeral is happening and you're in the back helping set everything up so you get to sample. So this particular funeral, they went all out. This family was awesome. They were so cool and fun. And this particular individual who had passed away, she was just a great, fun soul. And they really wanted it to be a celebration rather than like a, a, a funeral funeral. So they got like all oh, this really, really expensive, fancy charcuterie food and like little sandwiches and they had wine and they had, they went all freaking out. And so this particular event center is shaped kind of like a, it's a square. There's a bit in the there's like a square in the middle of the square that has like the bar and the kitchen and it's where all the staff go and then you can walk around the outer square and you can like make a whole lap around the place you just can't go in the center square because that's where all the workers go so people start coming in my supervisor and I are just you know handing stuff out you know showing people where to sit and also directing them to the food which is in the back Finally, you know, after like 30 minutes, 45 minutes of this, the celebration starts, people find their seats, and family and friends start to get up to the microphone to share stories and all that, you know, all that jazz. So since everyone is now paying attention to the front, my supervisor leans in and she goes, let's go get some food. Say less. I would love to go get some food. So we go into the back, um, or like around the back, since we could kind of sneak around without anyone seeing us. And they, they went all out for this. They bought enough food for 300 people and like maybe a hundred people showed up, maybe. So there was still so much food left over. And I mean, this is like the nicest, best quality olives, four fucking types of salamis, eight types of prosciutto, prosciutto wrapped around cantaloupe, nuts, candied nuts. They have like sliders, they have pickles. They have, my mouth is watering. The fanciest cheeses I've ever had. There was a type of cheese. I wanted to like take a bath in this cheese. It was so good. They had brie and crackers. I didn't have that because gluten. But like it was fancy charcuterie. All right. We both pile our plates high up and sit down and start. We gobble everything right up. I ate everything very fast because at this point it's super late and kind of past my dinner time. And also it was delicious, expensive charcuterie, like the best charcuterie you've ever eaten in your entire life. So, you know, maybe like 15 minutes go by and my supervisor's like, hey, you know, like I kind of have things under control if you want to head out. So I'm like, okay, cool. If any of these olives make their way back to the office, I wouldn't be upset about that. Because sometimes at the end of services, there's food left over and the family doesn't want it. Like, you know, hey, what are we going to do with 18 sandwiches? You guys find something to do with this. So we take the food back to the office and get to feast on it later on. So I, I tell her that and she was like, I'll see what I can do. But you know what? Why don't you just sneak around the back and take another plate? I mean, no one's going to notice you. You can go around the back and no one's going to see. Take as much as you want. Like there's still plenty. When I tell you, it was, imagine if a raccoon broke into a fancy charcuterie store. I filled that tray so high 
with fancy meats and cheeses. And then I went to my car and I ate it like a rat over the sink. It was amazing. It was 10 out of 10 experience. Best funeral I've ever been to. I want someone to draw you as like a raccoon, Paige the raccoon. I am picturing it and it's amazing in my brain. Also, I want the listeners to know that Paige does know how to pronounce charcuterie. She just chooses not to. Charcuterie is just in. Is it? (laughs) Yes, it's very popular on TikTok. (sighs) You kids and your TikTok. That's a lovely story. Thank you for sharing. You're so welcome. Okay, so they do all the typical wedding things. You know, they do their first dance and everything. And they do, like, a greeting line. We find out Mike and Jessica are back together, which is nice. Um, Bella meets the Denali clan. What did you think about them? We've actually already met them, but the original readers of this... Well, we've met Tanya. The original readers of this had not. So what did you think of them? I was happy that they were nice and very apologetic about the situation where they had kind of like abandoned their friends a little bit. Um, I, I, you know, I feel like Bella had set herself up to be like, oh my gosh, Tanya is going to be just like, Edward's going to be so taken with her and she's going to be so taken with him. And I'm going to be so jealous. Like, I'm glad that Edward like had was on Bella's side completely and, they were overall a very nice family. I thought it was I thought it was a nice introduction. I did too. I do want to point out to you because you probably didn't notice that one of them was not there, the one who had a, some sort of relationship with Laurent. Irina was not there. Correct. Did you realize that or no? I I just kind of figured one of the other names was the sister. I didn't realize that it that they were not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the horrible moment with the garter happens. Well, first, I'm just picturing Ed- Edward having to hork up his little portion of wedding cake later, and it's horrific to me. It is, yeah, it's, it's not pretty. It makes me think of, like, a cat throwing up. It's so funny. And also, I'm wondering if... This is the first time, like, Charlie and Renee, for example, have ever seen him eat, or, like, if he has before, just to, like, kind of fool them or whatever. It's just interesting. Imagine you've never seen your child's significant other eat, and he eats at your house, quote-unquote eats at your house, all the time. All the time. You've never seen him taking a bite of food. Okay, yeah, he must have, because that would be insane. But I do remember us having a conversation where, like, it was when Charlie was mad at Edward for something or another, and he was like, I'm guessing you're not joining us as always, or whatever, and then Bella makes a comment like, yeah, he never stays for dinner, or whatever. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's fair. I do remember that. I don't know, it's just weird. That's one of those things that I struggle with suspension of disbelief about, that I'm like, someone would have noticed for sure. Mm-hmm. And especially like my family would 100% ask my significant other, oh, what are, what are some what are some of your favorite things to eat? Like we can make something special or we can go out to eat. What's your favorite restaurant? Like food is a big part of my family and it would be very unbelievable that the topic would never have come up. Yeah, Bella is lucky that 
like Charlie doesn't cook because my family would be like offended by it I feel like 100% absolutely um okay so then can I please read the garter scene uh, okay go ahead I just, like, it never ends. It never ends with the Mike Newton thing. I cannot believe it. We all took turns shoveling cake in each other's faces. Edward manfully swallowed his portion as I watched in disbelief. I threw my bouquet with atypical skill right into Angela's surprised hands. Emmett and Jasper howled with laughter at my blush while Edward removed my borrowed garter, which I jimmied down nearly to my ankle very carefully with his teeth. With a quick wink at me, he shot it straight into Mike Newton's face. I feel like what Stephanie is describing here is like shooting it like you would a hair tie or like, you know, like kind of like using the elastic band and making it fly forward. But the first time I read it, I imagined him like balling it up in his hand and like chucking it at Mike Newton. And because he's a vampire, it like brutally impacts him. I know that's not what the scene is, but that's how I read it because it never ends with Edward and Mike Newton. It will never end. Truly. He's like, if I can't throw you through a wall, this is the next best thing. And, like, dude, you're married now. You've won this situation. You've won this stupid pissing contest. It's over. You don't need to do it anymore. But he still does. So stupid. This is how you know they're too young to get married. Just say. <sighs> too young slash 117 years old. Too immature, I should have said. There we go. Okay, so they dance... Blah, blah, blah. Edward says some bullshit, more bullshit about Mike Newton and everyone who thinks Bella's hot, which I'm like, yeah, I bet she does look hot. I would love to hear all the, like, scandalous thoughts about me on my wedding day. Like, oh, my God, Paige's tits look amazing. Like, I'm I'm so impressed. Like, I would love to hear that. Me too. I would die for it. <laughs> That's not true, but still. <sighs> okay, so... But then Paige was exactly right with her prediction. The gesture that is referred to in this chapter's title is Jacob showed up, I think, very um, on or purposefully after the ceremony, but for the reception where he could just like kind of do the thing that he wanted to do, which was talk to Bella. But whatever. It's It's also very opportune because he can hide in the shadows and, you know, in the woods and escape if he needs to. Yes. And very shortly he does need to. I mean, they talk briefly and Bella's really happy that he came and like keeps thanking him. Can we can we also talk about their introduction at the bottom of page 58? It literally grossed me out so hard it made me cringe. He snorted. Yeah, the party can start. The best man finally made it. Now everyone I love is here. I felt his lips brush my hair. Sorry I'm late, honey. I'm just so happy you came. This should not have been written. Everything about that I hate. I agree. <laughs> that can be said about so many things in this series. Yeah, Stephanie, if you if you wouldn't mind just making an altered version of this book and uh, deleting that section, I would be very appreciative. 
as well as many other sections. We'll send you a list. Okay. Jacob tells Bella to stop worrying about him and stop bugging Seth about like where he is and how he's doing. He says that he's being watched just in case he like loses his temper. And he says, I'm just here to be your friend, your best friend one last time. I'm like, then why are you like being weird? Whatever. Yeah, it. This whole, like, this whole interaction, I'm glad that Bella is able to push it out of her mind. She makes a point to say that she's, like, compartmentalizing the whole thing after it all happens. But, like, I just, it so bums me out that she had to go through this. Seeing her friend who's been missing for months and then having it end the way that it does. And the whole interaction is just very uncomfortable to read. Like, I just feel very bad for her. Yeah. Yeah, it's already, like, kind of weird and sad, and she's, like, crying. I mean, I know she's, like, she says she's happy about it, but I also think, like, it's just a lot to handle emotionally. And then everything takes a turn with what Paige already talked about. Why are we even talking about this? Like, why does it get brought up in the first place of, like, Jacob saying, you can't have a real honeymoon? Why would you even bring that up? That's fucking weird. Also, like, how, I mean, maybe, maybe they know, but how does, how does Jacob know that it can't, it can't work? Like, how does he know? I don't even know how it works. How does Jacob know? I think he's just thinking that, like, because he had made a comment, I think, in the last book where he was, like, you probably can't even kiss him. And Bella's like, yes, I do. But I feel like that's probably not. Like, a a lot of vampires probably couldn't do that, like, have the self-control, so maybe that's what he's kind of saying. Maybe. I just, it seems like it's very, like, Jacob knows exactly what he's saying, and it's like, yeah, I can back it up with evidence. What evidence? How do you know? I don't even know. Yeah, you know a lot of uh, human girls that date male vampires, like. (laughs) Also, I mean, maybe there's vampire, um medicine out there that can help with this you don't know you don't know the the extent of science of scientific medicine that's so true um okay so jacob gets super fucking mad about that almost transforms seth gets involved and you know he comes he appears out of nowhere like um the two wolves do which bella thinks the wolves are well she knows one is sam and she thinks the other one is quill but Seth is really good about it. You know, he pushes him out of the way. And he's like, don't hurt Bella. You're losing it. Get out of here. Like, he's like a 15-year-old kid. I, I don't know. It's just admirable. It's admirable because also, like, Ed, or Edward, oh my gosh. Jacob is being so unnecessarily physical with her. Like, he, like, lifts her up and, like, crushes her arms. And I I love that Seth doesn't back Jacob up. Like, he really takes Bella's side on this. Because Bella needed that. She 100% needed that. Yeah, because, like, already Edward's kind of, like, when Jacob ends up getting pulled away by the others, Edward's like, he's right. And so then, like, if Bella hadn't had, like, a different perspective like Seth's perspective I, sh- I feel like she would have like felt bad because she already feels bad about like standing up for herself which she always does and she never should but 
Right. So as Paige said, Bella manages to compartmentalize that, which I was really happy because I just didn't want to deal with her like thinking about it the rest of the chapter slash night. Yeah. And also like, what, what would she say if she showed back up to the reception and she's, her eyes are all puffy from crying. Like people are going to ask about that. What is she going to say? Yeah, that'd be super awkward. So yeah, I feel like she handled it well. She's always kind of saying that like her becoming a colon means that she has to like learn how to act. And I'm like, I feel like she's doing it. Yeah, she's kind of nailing it. Do you think, I, cause I have my opinions. Do you think that Bella Cullen is a good name? I kind of do, yeah. I don't like it. I'm not surprised. It just sounds clunky to me. I think it sounds fancy, like it's written in cursive. I do like the, I don't know if it's alliteration or consonants. I like the repeating double L, but there's just something about, I, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue for me. Interesting. Okay. Listeners, let us know your thoughts. Comment, like, and subscribe. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, let us know what you think of the name. Um, okay, so they go back to the dancing and the making out. Once again, why? But Alice comes and breaks it up, which I love. And she's like, you're going to miss your plane, and drags her away, and the crowd laughs at that. Um so then, like, she brings her upstairs to, like, I don't get why three people have to help her out of her wedding dress, but I don't know. I've never worn a wedding dress, so maybe they are, like, really hard to get out of. I think it depends. Like, some of them have, like, corsets and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so true. I forgot about corsets, TBH. I wonder what Bella's wedding dress looks like in the movie. I remember liking it. The movie is a little bit different. They actually have the wedding set outdoors. But everything else is pretty similar. Okay. I also love at one point, um, I think it may have been in the previous chapter, but uh, Renee mentions, like, I love this dress and how you modeled it after the wedding ring. Like, it it all just fits so perfectly. And it just made me think about you saying that the wedding ring was ugly, so it made me think that the dress was ugly. (laughs) T. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the dress. I'm not good at, like, reading a description of, clothing and like being able to picture it but in the movie I think it was pretty okay and the movie ring was ugly as we know so Mm -hmm. so then this horrible moment with Bella's parents happens do you want to just talk about it you're very passionate I just (sighs) just go over what happens so basically Renee is crying She's, you know, saying her goodbyes, but then very quickly is in Phil's arms and Bella, you know, lets her know, I'm really glad that you have Phil insinuating you have someone that will take care of you. It doesn't need to be me. And she goes into Phil's arms and everything, you know, she's crying, but I feel like she's happy crying. And then we just we get to Charlie. And we 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 discover him crying in the back of the crowd, which don't tell me that I can't handle that. Um, I'm I'm gonna read it, okay? 
because if I had to read it and suffer, everyone else has to. Okay. We found Charlie leaning awkwardly against the wall behind everyone else, looking a little like he was hiding. Yes, he's hiding because he's crying and he doesn't want anyone to see him cry. The red rims around his eyes explained why. Oh, dad. I hugged him around his waist, tears streaming again. I was crying so much tonight. He patted my back. There now, you don't want to miss your plane. It was hard to talk about love with Charlie. We were so much alike, always reverting to trivial things to avoid embarrassing emotional displays. But this was no time for being self-conscious. I love you forever, Dad, I told him. Don't forget that. You too, Bells. Always have, always will. I kissed his cheek at the same time that he kissed mine. Call me, he said. Soon, I promised, knowing this was all I could promise. Just a phone call. My father and mother could not be allowed to see me again. I would be too different and much too dangerous. Go on then, he said gruffly. Don't want to be late. Are you kidding me? I cannot. I cannot. I cannot handle that. It's very dad energy, like especially like a hyper-masculine dad who showing emotions is, isn't manly. It fits Charlie's description very well. But it's devastating because she makes a point before to point out that Renee has someone and earlier Charlie says I'm already lonely I can't remember when exactly he says that but he makes a point to say like he's already missing her not being at the house with him he's already lonely Charlie I want Charlie to move in with me and I stand by that (laughs) I agree with everything you said no notes And also just the fact that, like, her saying, like, I'm never going to see my family again, never, ever, was set to about two sentences. Are you kidding me, Bella Swan? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's kind of cold as ice, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, it's fitting for her personality type to, like, not be too over-emotional about things. But, like, her mom and dad are, like, I feel, like, pretty close with her. And I don't know, I would be way more torn up about this if I was in her shoes. Yeah, true. This leads me to the point that I made much earlier in the episode, something that came to my mind. I don't see why we can't spend our eternity and our amazing skills and strengths learning how to do fx makeup and finding out how to make yourself look old and maybe getting colored contacts once you're able to restrain yourself and you're able to be around people what is stopping you from i mean alice would be great at this Alice could learn how to do the makeup. I don't see why they can't do that. Why can't Bella see her family like five years from now, wearing maybe just a little bit of makeup to just like maybe make her look just a little bit older? Why can't we do that? I mean, I get it. I just, you know, I feel like she cares too much about her family to like put them at risk in that way. From the Volturi, right? Because if they start to suspect that, like, 
or like what she is. I mean, I'm not saying that they would, but I just like, would you gamble that way with your family's life? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I don't know. I didn't think about the Volturi. I didn't consider that they could be a part of this. So I suppose that that's fair. I just, it just really makes me sad that Bella has to choose either her new family or her old family. I just wish it could be both. Yeah, me too. And I would also love to hear listeners' thoughts on that too. Like if they think it's feasible. Yeah, just let us know what you think because that is a really good point, Paige. Thank you. (laughs) The last thing I wanted to point out from this last wedding chapter was, did they really... Did they really need to put, and I quote, designer shoes that looked brand new onto the bumper of Edward's car to get dragged behind in the pavement? Like, you couldn't think of anything else better to do with those? Like, maybe donate them? Or why not find some gently used designer shoes and buy them secondhand? Literally anything would have been better than that. It is horrible. Get some shape-ups. <laughs> it wouldn't get a laugh out of the crowd. And God knows the two people in Forks, Washington, that cause people to just laugh out loud is Edward Cullen and Bella Swan. They are just a riot fest. You do have me there. <laughs> is there anything I missed in Chapter 4 that you wanted to talk about? I mean... I guess I guess we kind of just breezed over this, but where are they going? We know they're not going to Boise, Idaho, but where? That's what I want to know. Well, next week we're reading chapters five and six, which are called Isle as May and Distractions. Well, Isle as May sounds like a location. I don't know... If perhaps it's an island with a different name, but it's just a meaningful island to Esme, or if it literally is called Island Esme and it's just meaningful because it's called that, I don't know. But I feel like perhaps Island Esme is the location of the honeymoon. It does not give away, though, where they're going. It's just a name. So I think that's just that's going to be perhaps them at their honeymoon. Distraction. I wonder if perhaps maybe they're not going to have sex. Maybe, maybe Edward's going to be like, Hey, I need a little more time to prepare or get things together. Um, Give me until this day or something like that. And Bella has to distract herself until that time. Just horny as all get out. Even hornier than we've seen. You didn't think it was possible, but it is. We're turning the horny levels up to 11 people. <laughs> All right. I like it. Um, yeah, that's about it. We, For us, the Eclipse Watch Party was last week, a week ago today. We had a grand old time. Thank you to those who came um, and were very patient with us through all the different permutations of what that event was. <laughs> and yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do a similar thing for Breaking Dawn Part 1 at an undisclosed time whenever we get there.
you'll have to let me know when we're reading when the break happens like in the movies this is where breaking dawn part one ends don't worry i will okay okay i think we'll actually like yeah try and watch the movie at that point cool all right hit them with what they need to know Paige. i think i did it last week right honestly i don't remember (laughs) well you can hit us up on various fun social medias if you'd like to send some photos, some gifts, perhaps some short text posts, you can contact us on Instagram and Tumblr at Tuesdays Are for Twilight. If you'd like to do something more short form at 150 characters, you can contact us on Twitter at TaftPod. If you'd like to send us an email, you can email us at TuesdaysAreForTwilight at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a part of our next Patreon event, since we had so much fun on the last one, you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Tuesdays Are for Twilight. Also to be a part of those Patreon or just those socializing events um, and to do something that really supports a really great and worthy cause, you can help the Quileutes in their efforts to move their cultural land to higher ground. You can find out more about that and donate at www.mthg.org. Great. Thanks, Paige. What do you have for parting words this week? My parting words are... So I saw this post on Facebook, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel like the words are very meaningful and I've been going through it and you know if you've been going through it I'm here and I'm here in solidarity with you but essentially the point of this post was saying like you know some things that help people help those people and that those same things aren't good for other people I think it was used in comparison to like when older people say like well when I was your age you know I had to do this, this, and this, and my life sucked, but I turned out great. And it's like, not, that doesn't really work for everyone. And, you know, like that can be really hurtful and harmful to some people. Not everyone can handle that level of stress. So like, don't assume that that lifestyle is going to work for everyone. I think that that was the context of it, but it was, someone said there's this old Russian saying that essentially translates to the same boiling water that softens the potatoes hardens the egg basically meaning like one circumstance is going to affect people differently whether it be positive or negative so don't think that the same thing is going to be beneficial to everyone if it's beneficial for you so you know like just find the things that work for you if you're going through it you know do what you got to do to make yourself feel better and don't listen to people that are giving you advice that just doesn't work as someone giving you advice right now you know if if something's not working for you that's okay you know not everything works for everyone and you know what we're gonna freaking get through this even if we have to sweat and cry we're gonna do it we're gonna get through it that was beautiful thank you Paige you're so welcome We'll see y'all next week for chapters five and six. Bye. Bye. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. Mm-hmm.